Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my special guest is Angie Schottmuller of 3Deep Marketing. Uh, Angie, welcome to the program. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, for those of our, uh, you know, you were a recent speaker at our Conversion Conference Chicago event and very well received there. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what you do and uh, how you help companies. Well, currently, I work at 3Deep Marketing, which is a digital marketing agency in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. We're rapidly growing, and uh, what I love about it is that our focus is on helping our clients, customers make good decisions from the driving part, which has been a, a fun vision to embrace into all the pieces we're doing. So instead of just thinking about tactics and marketing, it's more about really getting into the, the buyer cycle, understanding the, the value proposition of the, the buyer and the products and the, and the audiences and connecting them together. So that's where the name three deep comes from, of three, three levels deep of kind of diving deeper. So I head up strategic planning and uh, optimization. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure they're going to have a lot to talk about then. Uh, and I have to do my Minnesota crack because you said I, with a slight Canadian accent, I think about almost to bust you there. About um, so I'm originally from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Ah, that explains it. Okay. I, do, I, yeah. I get that a lot. The upper Midwest. Well, that's okay. I, I won't hold it against you. Uh, so, you know, you said you're in charge of strategy and optimization. Now, to me, those are things that are kind of intimately interwoven. A lot of times what we see are people doing a lot of tactical stuff, like you said. Uh, you know, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I was asked what color the the call to action button should be, I would be retired by now. But but those are kind of silly little changes. I mean, yeah, they work, but that's not what moves the needle. A lot of times the question you have to ask yourself is, am I even optimizing the right thing? Is this the right business model and getting a lot more strategic? Tell us well, you know, kind of what your feelings are about that strategic versus tactical approaches. Um, I, I fully agree that, that tactical tends to often be the case route or the route folks go. Um, my my approach on strategy is first just understanding what the company or business wants to accomplish and identifying those key performance indicators or metrics that actually mean something. You know, of a, a metric doesn't mean anything unless it's going to change your behavior. So really trying to dive into going, what, what are these metrics that... Okay, give me some examples of, of metrics. What, what you'd think first blush metrics would be and then after deeper... You know, the inspection, what they ended up being. 
jumping across different areas here. So on social media ROI, I've gone in cases on that of trying to leverage that where sometimes folks get obsessed on um, fan count or a different posts and those kind of pieces, which really doesn't tie back to any higher level business objectives. Um, when it comes down to it, really trying to say, how do we grow revenue, reduce costs and improve satisfaction? So I instead try to flip it to say, you know, what, what do you really need to accomplish? So if it is more on the leads or sales, pulling the social media aspect in to say, okay, how can we incorporate better reviews? How do we get local reviews so that we can render dynamic content that's, you know, more and more relevant to the user? And now measuring the impact of conversion difference by having, you know, relevant reviews that are location specific or keyword specific that were captured by a social media to really impact the, the conversion factor. Okay, so it's really kind of a test of, okay, do the pages without local reviews, how do they perform against the ones with local reviews? And that's for lead capture or and lead generation is how you're actually valuing social media contributions. Yep, and similarly for like user-generated content, of one of the biggest challenges is folks saying, well, we just don't have content. Or even bigger, we don't have good photos. Or photo shoots are expensive, and that's one of the biggest cases where we've been able to prove huge ROI from doing social campaigns to leverage, you know, the huge audience of customers to get them take photos, share their photos. You know, people appreciate the authenticity and, you know, credibility that comes with third-party folks, actual customers sharing their photos with that. So there's a huge ROI that comes not having to do the photo shoots and helps fill that void of going, we need content photos to actually sell. Okay, so yeah, one thing I've, I've often spoken out against is the use of what I call business porn, you know, just stock photography with which you decorate your site. It's, it's impersonal. We all know you can buy it on iStock Photo for a buck, and it's not, it doesn't really, like you say, make any kind of genuine personal connection. So you either get professional ones that your company made or have, like you say, your customers or your audience at least take authentic ones for you, even if they're not the best quality. Yes, would, you agree, I, would you agree with that? I've oftentimes commented that ugly people convert. And I'm not trying to say that they're really ugly, but that when it looks like they're all dialed up and perfect model type, it it doesn't look authentic. So just having people that look like real people dressed like real people in actual environment, you know, brings more credibility with it. So when people feel the need to like, you know, over edit their photos or even over edit their videos, of feeling like they have to put in all this music or, or perfect it on that. No, what I always push back of raw footage because the in-between edits is not appreciated and then somehow it seems cheap and lesser yeah. value than, you know, than the raw footage that comes across as being very authentic. So, Got it. Well, well by the way, I can, I'm living proof that ugly converts because my wife married me and I've already reproduced twice. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, but no, the same thing is true on the video. I mean, what, what we we tend to do when we do videos is it's it's really not that hard. You get some kind of video editing software like Camtasia or something like that. You put your raw clips together. You you maybe have a, a built-in little you know five-second trailer on the front with uh, you know we bought a music loop for I think thirty bucks that that serves as our our soundtrack and and that's it. I mean like you say you don't have to have the ultimate TV quality production standards for video. I think that uh the presence of video and good content in video, brown bag lunches, informational content things like that is is much more important than the production quality. 
Yeah, I fully agree with uh, Instagram and uh, adding video. Just uh, I think it's just over a month ago now, and with Vine, um, I see a lot of opportunity there as well to try to capture user-generated video because folks are more inclined to do that versus feeling like, you know, actually creating a video and uploading it on YouTube. Sometimes it just seems like, oh, that's that's really difficult. How would I ever do that? So there's a big new market there, I think, to to leverage user video to assist conversion and, and helping them post that. Okay, so you were, we're talking a little bit about uh, video. Well, we've talked about social media and video. Ironically, you know, one of the, the sweet spots that you focus on is search engine optimization. And we haven't really even said word one about that. But in a way, maybe we have. I mean, is SEO itself shifting? And are, is, are you finding that, that video and social media related kind of activities are actually driving uh, conversion more or is influencing SEO? Um, so I, a few months ago, I really started just feeling like that there's no way to think about SEO without thinking about conversion and, and vice versa. Uh, search engines still drive a vast majority of, of traffic to sites. So, you know, if we need the volume coming through the funnel, we, we have to think about what users are searching, what their state of mind is to get there, but then also what, what we need to convert them. And, it came down to the, the same factors actually apply. So what we're doing search optimization, um, the formula is always the concept of uh, relevance plus authority. And authority thus far, Google has weighed out as being, you know, backlinks or how many people are linking to your site to try to weigh like who is really saying that, yes, this is, this is good content. Um, the relevance just being the, the match to the keywords and, and topical match there. But there's also location relevance that comes into play and in understanding your IP address and that location. So with conversion, relevance and authority are also critical factors when we think about it. Is this relevant to my search query? When I landed there, did it maintain scent to what I thought I was clicking on to, to where I landed? From the authority point, you know, is this site credible? Are they Are they trustworthy? Um, and by providing more photos without thinking about complex search algorithm pieces, we as humans can, you know, decide, hey, I think this site that has more product photos, you know, is more credible or more helpful to me to look at. So without getting into algorithm pieces, which Google loves more images and loves video, if we just use our own thought there, what would I think would be more credible or more authoritative in content we're naturally going to be able to boost both factors for the conversion and search. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. 
If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. I'm here with Angie Schottmuller from 3D Marketing. And Angie, before the break, we were talking about the kind of uh, the prevalence of, you know, like say, video pictures in, in search results. I mean, to me, just getting your attention is a conversion. The first step to getting conversion from search traffic is winning the battle on the search results page. So if we kind of recast it in those terms, it seems kind of obvious that with Google promoting uh, visually interesting things like video thumbnails or, or image results or even product results from e-commerce sites within their listings that the stuff that's at the top of the page, but more importantly has some kind of visual embellishment is the stuff that's going to get noticed. Can you talk about the changes from uh, just even a couple of years ago in terms of how the search results pages display and, and what's becoming important? There's been a, a radical shift in the search result display to include what's called rich snippets. Um, so initially when it first started, we saw star ratings and such included in results. Um, last year and a half, there's been the, the big hype on uh, authorship or showing the photo avatar of blog authors. Um, there's also a lot of markup with schema.org that can basically the content's already on the page. They're just using some markup within the content to specifically identify something as being this is a price, this is the address or city, this is the phone number, these are the business hours, so the search engines can identify that. And then the search engines selectively choose what they're going to also include in the search results. And um, in cases that we've recently been testing with some clients, um, the industry average people commented rich snippets may aid click-through rates 20 to to 30%. Wow. Okay. So there's so there's a 20 to 30% increase in your traffic just by paying attention to these kind of hygiene factors, if you yep. will. And, and regardless of ranking. So I've 
seen much higher click-through rate on something that might be in position three or four because it has the rich snippets versus content that may be ranking higher. So it, it really gives more leverage if you're not able to win out that higher rank positioning if you're just smart enough to, to use the markup so the search engines can display the snippets. Okay, and so that's really also a self-reinforcing thing because you have more visual emphasis even though you're further down the page. So the eye is drawn to it, so it gets clicked on more. And that click-through rate, in turn, helps you to unseed the others because click-through rate is the other, one of the other things that's heavily weighted and considered as, as a relevance kind of item by Google, isn't it? I wouldn't put in a heavily weighted. Um, I would put it in there's like a really tiny, small amount that it's a factor in there. For the most part, um, I've not seen it play any noticeable impact, not not like pay-per-click where it you know, impacts your, your cost or your ad positioning kind of thing. I've not seen it play a, a noticeable role from a ranking perspective. Okay, so it's, it's a little different for SEO versus PPC. And they, obviously with... Uh, pay-per-click, they want the real estate to be utilized more so that the, they care about wh- whether it's getting clicked on because that's w- when they get paid, of course. Google, that is. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, go ahead. Nope. Go on to the next one. We're good. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about how hard it is to actually format this stuff or prep it how much extra work in reality i mean is it that people don't know or is it that it's a lot of work okay what is it how do you properly tack a video or or make sure that uh product thumbnails show up in an e-commerce listing or things like that well um in addition to rich snippets because we talked about that so that involves the markup part but the getting the video and the images to display in search results is merely just a matter of having them you know, in the content to start with. There are some, you know, enhancement pieces that can be done, but the critical pieces both for video and images, um, especially on images for the file name, is leading that file name with the keywords that they'd want the image to rank for and, and replacing um, spaces. And don't use underscores. That's Underscore means all one word instead of separate words, using hyphens to separate out the words. And then any added you know, additional keywords that would help make that image relevant. But then mm-hmm. what really adds the fire to the images or videos is the surrounding context to the video or image. And this is huge for folks who really get a hold of and resonate because this is a key little tactic I have in my treasure chest. If you put good context surrounding the image, so above, below it, thinking caption-wise, same thing with video, mm-hmm. that's like adding you know, a gas tank on top of your fire from a, is this, you know, authoritative content? Because Okay, so, so basically, it's, it, what you're talking about is surrounding, you mean proximal. So ahead of it in the text on the page or ahead of it in the text just below, they're going to consider an, uh, the localized area of where that actual piece of content is embedded for other clues about context. Exactly. How, far, how far away is that? How far away is that? The, the, the couple of hundred words before and after? Is that kind of the neighborhood, if you will? But as close as possible. You know, and then it's without trying to stuff it. You know, so it, it still needs to be natural in that case. But you know, having a caption that is you know, immediately next to it. So if you're actually looking in the source code before or after you know, where the image is, having that keyword phrase right by it. 
And Mm -hmm. obviously elsewhere on the page, those all just add up to basically, you know, expand your fire kind of thing. But Google can't see the quality of the video or the quality of the image to know what's in it. So Not yet, anyway. (laughs) I know they're working on that. Yeah, trying to figure that out. But that that's why it makes it so powerful because the Google understands that the content that does have video and photos is more engaging to users, so they're trying to surface that. But if they can't make the connection to understand what it is, they don't know. So Okay, all right. So, so let me see kind of sum it up. So from the perspective of getting visual attention, again back on the search results pages, it's great to get video or image content. Um the way to do that is still by essentially text descriptions of that inside of your own page. So Google still only kind of speaks text, if you will. It doesn't speak video or or images very well. Correct. And I'd encourage that to be like above the fold or within, you know, the the top section of the page versus the photos or video that may be lower down in the source code. Um, The closer to the top of the page, the the better for the, the search engine to see that, rank that. But this is how companies can dominate the SERP. You know, they call it search engine result popularity. It, you know, it's not about trying to get a bunch of different domains and find the different spots. Google features image results, video results, news results, local map results, then site results. And all those don't, you know, technically those are just blurred on the, you could have... Right, right, right. You can mix and match them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the key to getting them in there. Now, um, your question earlier on the rich snippets, how, how hard is that? So um, one route is to have the developer do it and just go to schema.org, and there's a ton of options for everything that can be marked up. Um, I would recommend first prioritizing site breadcrumbs and ratings and reviews. I've seen the, the greatest impact of those on click-through rate. And breadcrumbs helps from a conversion perspective of helping to get the user to the right place. So breadcrumbs okay. on a site, you know, if they wanted to actually go a level up and not that detail level, that helps them enter at the right point by by having it there. But if you don't know how to code, um, you're not out of luck. Google added, a, they call it Google Highlighter. Um, you can just search Google Highlighter for that um, to come up so that folks that don't know how to do the coding part, they can actually use this tool and highlight stuff on the page and then say, this is an address no, this is the phone number. Okay, so there's some kind of visual editors to help you with that. Yep. yep. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, before we go to our, our next break, uh, I want to explore something kind of geeky that I recently found out about you. You're like a a Star Wars fangirl, huh? I am a hardcore <laughs> okay. Star Wars fan. Jedi. Uh, Luke, I am your father. We have one minute. Uh, to go, but I want to get into that a little bit after the break, so I'm going to hold off on that. I also understand you do a lot of nature and outdoor and kind of scuba underwater photography. I'm kind of a photography hobbyist myself. Tell us a little about that. Um, So, yeah, I got to unplug sometime, and I am totally addicted to taking photos. And um, My nicer camera has um, basically quit last year, so I just started using my iPhone for everything, and I just have a 4S, but Anybody that wants to check out my Instagram account slash a shot muller, um, it takes pretty impressive photos. I got the oval clip and uh, which is a little lens attachment thing that just slides. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh And uh, it takes pretty awesome macro photos. So, like you know, within the half inch of something. So I've gotten close ups on all sorts of. 
Butterfly. Okay, you, you know you're gonna you're gonna hear it here uh, officially. That's that's the one actual advantage that I'll recognize of the iPhone over my Android phone. So I think we better leave it at that before we get into a, a, a jihad here on the air. Uh, so we're gonna be right back after two minutes and a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hold on to your white hat or... Black Hat, WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm talking today with Angie Schottmuller from 3 Deep Marketing. Angie, before the break, I alluded to your, um, well, should we say, fascination with Star Wars. Tell us how this disease began. The Force has always been there, Tim, right? <laughs> it's been like this underlying thing. I loved it as a kid. I'm a hardcore tomboy, so, you know, I wasn't playing with Barbies. I was playing football and, you know, having lightsaber fights and all that kind of thing. But when I really got into inbound marketing stuff, that'd be about like five years ago or something, um, I put a strong connection with the concept of the force, you know, of wielding the force. It's like this unseen thing. But when we're doing inbound marketing, we're really doing that. We're 
we're trying to create amazing, awesome content that's magnetic, that lures people in. You know, we, we can't actually see it, but we, we know it's there and it is possible to, you know, to get really good at wielding it, but there's also well, well yeah, and by, by the way, but, you know, you're absolutely right about that. We have, you know, we, we do a lot of content marketing, and uh, we're we're running historical numbers. And I mean, I can tell you, was, you know, a certain percentage of people that attended one of the webinars will convert to being client within a 18 month time frame. And it's just that like you don't know which ones, but like you say, the force is operating. The force is strong with this. <laughs> with this one. Okay. All right. Uh, your Padawan has another question. So, I mean, this content marketing thing, I mean, usually you hear people talking about search engine optimization versus conversion rate optimization, like it's some big, you know, head-to-head battle. Uh, what's your perspective on that, and how does content marketing fit into that? How do you make the two play nice? Um So, I don't think there's a versus in there of the SEOs that I've been talking more about with in the last few months, um, they love to hear about the conversion bits. They're like super excited and they're eager to learn about it. It gives me more hope that there's going to be a much greater interest in conversion going into to 2014. But I think the big challenge is that SEO has been around long enough, just like social media, that management is really pushing on the prove the ROI, you know, we, you know, if you're not getting more organic traffic, all these different pieces, or SEO traffic isn't converting, and it's, well, that's not the the point, you know, of SEO, the, or the metric, yep. rather, of SEO is when you're optimizing it, it you know, are Drive you business value, right? That, yeah. That's the point, it's driving business value. You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I heard back, uh, I, I spoke at the uh, SEO Moz, it's now called Moz uh, User Conference in Seattle, I guess it was about three or four years ago now, and I got a very different reaction from Rand and a lot of the SEOs. I came out, okay, guns blazing, but I basically said, look, if you're going to just sit there and keyword stuff and do annoying things on the page, you know, the stuff you do is completely irrelevant to the business. Unless you guys have your eye on the conversion ball, you're just, you know, spanking the monkey, basically. Well, I didn't say it yeah. exactly like that, but um, I'm glad to hear that uh, the SEOs are coming around. Cause, uh, so tell us exactly how to be a good SEO and a good conversion kind of optimizer at the same time. So the, the way that I put these two together that makes it really simple is saying you, your content needs to be proven as the best answer because a search query is just a question. People are looking for the answers to their questions. So in order to rank well, you have to prove to search engines that you're the best answer. But in order to convert well, you also need to prove that you're the best answer. And interestingly, the things that help support what is the best answer are very similar on that note with the video, the photos, the reviews for social proof. Um, that's why we're seeing more social signals coming to play with ranking perspectives for that. So, okay, so the how, best answer is your is your new objective. So, okay, but that that tends to be in the minds of many SEOs still as something that is kind of on the text heavy side, and there are a lot of studies that say people basically don't read on the web and they're looking for things to click. So, how do you resolve that tension of kind of the direct response page? Uh, crapper get off the pot versus okay i'm going to read a long form sales letter approach you know kind of um so i've not encountered that as being a challenge i would say that seos that are doing that um don't fully understand what factors are 
going to impact their rankings. So, you know, the proof that's going to be in the page is, you know, it, it doesn't have to be massive text, although quality content and text that's longer generally includes more media and stuff down the page. And, and there is evidence of pages with more content ranking better, but that that for sure isn't the route that a lot of the black hat fast track, hey, we need to rank well. You know, they're going, they're just cranking out a whole bunch of text and they're realizing that, okay, all these articles that are just text aren't doing very well. But when they do one that includes, you know, images or infographic or especially video, you know, that's like, you know, double whammy on that note. Oh, wow, that that's suddenly radically different. So SEOs do that, that I speak with generally understand that photos and video help. Um, for the most part, I think they're challenged with how to get the photos and video which then we get into this triangle of search, social, and conversion, because now for social, we go, okay, well, we don't have the funds to create the photos or videos, but now it's where we go, okay, let, let's tap our our army of advocates out there and let them help, you know, feed us with good photos and videos that we can use. Okay, well, you know, I, I know we could keep talking for hours, and I'd love to continue this conversation. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to have you back uh, in the future on the show, but I'm afraid we're out of time. I, like I said, you were a fantastic presenter at Conversion Conference. I appreciate the interview. For those folks that are interested in Conversion Conference Boston, it's our last U.S. show this year. That's September 30th and October 1st in Boston at the wonderful Seaport um, Convention Center there. And you can use the promo code WMFM for $100 off of your registration. So, Angie, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks a lot, Tim. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.